Welcome to the Sky Pilot Podcast that explores questions of faith, spirituality, and religion. I'm Dan Matthews, and I don't have all the answers, but I do enjoy the questions. Welcome to the podcast where every question is an invitation into a spiritual quest, and you're invited along for the journey. The disciples in the Gospel of Luke asked Jesus to teach them to pray like John the Baptizer's disciples had been taught by him. Now, the amazing part for me in this passage is not that Jesus goes on to teach them the Lord's Prayer, which is probably the most famous prayer in our entire tradition. The most amazing part for me is that they asked. In all my years of being with people in congregations, I have been asked all sorts of questions. Where can I get help for my alcoholism? Will God forgive my affair? How do I mend my relationship with someone I have wronged? I don't know how to read the Bible. Can you teach me? But in all my years, I don't think I can name a single time in which someone came to me and said, teach me to pray. Now, lest we believe that somehow I only served in congregations where everyone already had their Ph.D. in prayer, which is not a thing as far as I know, let me tell you that even though I wasn't asked for it directly, I often taught classes on how to pray, and people were amazingly thankful afterwards. It was as if they'd been wanting to ask but had been too ashamed Now, I don't know why we can ask questions of our pastor about the most intimate aspects of our life, but we're terrified of talking about prayer. Matter of fact, if prayer is too personal to talk about, then public prayer is that which can strike terror into the hearts of the most committed and faithful. Want to terrify your friends? Invite them to a dinner party, and just before serving the food, turn to one of them and say, Jimmy, Would you say a prayer over the food and our gathering for all of us? And watch Jimmy's face drain of all color. And then see if anyone ever comes to your dinner parties again. Now, I'm not going to talk about public prayer, but I will teach in the next episode a very easy short technique for public prayer that will truly amaze your family and friends. People I've talked this technique to, and this is beginning to sound like an infomercial, doesn't it? But wait, there's more. But in all honesty, people I've taught this technique to have even been asked by other people if they'd write down a copy of their spontaneous prayer. But as I said, that's just a teaser. It will be in the next episode. Today, we talk about personal prayer. Now, I don't know about you, But as I was growing up, at various stages occasionally, I would decide that I wanted to start having a regular prayer life. So I would wait until nighttime, because I'd grown up believing that is when people said their personal prayers, and I would go into my bedroom, because that's the location where I believed people were supposed to do their personal prayers, and then I would kneel down by my bed just to make the visual cliché complete. When I was a little boy, my parents came to my room after I'd gotten ready for bed to say prayers with me. The format would change occasionally, but it always included the Lord's Prayer. And here's the interesting thing. We would wait to say prayers until I was tired and in bed, and all visual and physical cues were telling my body to go to sleep. And because of this association, 
to this day, I still can't say the Lord's Prayer without yawning. Pavlov would be so pleased. So my first bit of advice is don't wait until you're sleepy in your pajamas and in bed before you start to pray. You're sabotaging yourself. Just don't do it. Pick a different location and time, and as much as you can, be consistent about it. It doesn't have to be every day, but truly, consistency helps you make it a part of your life and keep it apart. Okay, so I should probably mention briefly why we should pray. First, let me say that the most important part of a strong relationship is good communication. Many of us want to have a strong faith and meaningful relationship with God, but we never or almost never pray. I'm reminded of the couples who have come to me over the years and told me their relationship has hit a rough patch. Now, it's not universally true, but more of these than I care to remember followed a familiar pattern. She would say she didn't feel like he loved her. He would then say she was being ridiculous. He held down a job. He wrote checks. He never cheated on her. And strangely, men often feel like they should get extra credit for having stayed faithful. He'd say, I take care of the house. I mow the lawn. I take out the garbage. What more could I do than those things to say how I feel about you? Then in turn, I turned to her and asked this question. Why do you feel he doesn't love you? And she says, wait for it, he never says the words. If you want to be in a relationship, you have to speak of how you feel to the one you love. That isn't just marriage. That includes God. Want to have a strong relationship with God? Then talk to God. Now, back to how we should pray. Hopefully, you find the time and the place for your regular prayer. Now, as I began by saying, many times in my younger life, I decided to start a routine of prayer. And yes, as I said, I sabotaged myself with location, timing, and sore knees. But here was the other problem. I would kneel down, close my eyes, clasp my hands together, and say, Dear God. Yes, I said, Dear God. It never dawned on me until I got much older that I was using the opening salutation of a letter. And please don't tell anyone. I still find it a little embarrassing. And after I would say, dear God, I would sit in silence. I had nothing. I really didn't know what I was supposed to say after that. I'd come to the place and the time and the posture of prayer without a clue as to what I was supposed to say. Oh, like most people, I'd occasionally set a record for prayer when I was in crisis. When I was in fifth grade, my choral teacher died suddenly. She wasn't sick. She just went home one day and died. And we never saw her again. I prayed a lot during that time, and I don't remember what I was praying for, but I remember I went to God seeking something. Most of us can do just fine coming up with what to say if we need something from God. Our prayers in these times are just the to-do list we want God to get done. And honestly, who wants a friend like that? Who wants to have a friend who we only hear from when they need a favor? So here is a technique for you to organize your thoughts and prayers and therefore make the words flow a little more easily. Think of it as a way to facilitate a deeper conversation with a friend. 
The way to remember this is the word acts. A-C-T-S. Just like the book in the Bible, the Acts of the Apostles, although the name here isn't really related to the book, it's just a helpful way to remember. The first letter A stands for adoration. Here's the toughest part of the prayers and the most neglected by most everyone. It will go by quickly, but before you get to all the stuff you want to say that tends to lean towards the transactional, wouldn't it be nice to say to God, I adore you? Think of it like this. You're at home working on dinner when your spouse walks through the door. The correct first words out of his or her mouth is, is multiple choice, A, I love you, or B, what's for dinner? So let's start our conversation with God with at least a couple of words of love and adoration that are not tied to our expectation for future services. The next letter in the word Acts is C, which stands for confession. So as an example, you see the neighbor coming over to your house to borrow your lawnmower again. But before he asks, wouldn't it be more appropriate if he confesses to having just run over your prized rose bushes as he pulled into his driveway earlier? You'd think, don't ask me for a favor before you have apologized if there's some way in which you have wronged me. Before we start talking to God about all the things we'd like to have done, let's acknowledge our own shortcomings to our Creator. This is not meant to punish us or make us feel bad. Quite the contrary, it's meant to clear the air, seek forgiveness, and actually make us feel better. The third letter of the word Acts is T, and it stands for thanksgiving. We have said we love you to God, we have confessed our faults, and now we give God thanks. It is funny how often in life I've turned to God in a time of difficulty and asked God to help me find a way through my crisis. And it is indeed interesting how often the crisis has eventually been averted or solved and yet sad when I think back upon the times and realize how rarely I ever went back to God to say, thank you. Then not even to mention all the things I received from God that I didn't even ask for. Sunrises, hugs from a child, the smell of honeysuckle on a summer day, literally more than I can enumerate in a lifetime. And the more we say to God, thank you for the gifts we have received, the more aware it makes us. Saying thanks makes us more thankful and then makes us more joyful. The final letter at the end of the word is there at the end for a reason. It's normally where we start in our relationship with God. The S in the word acts stands for supplication, which is just a longer word for asking. This is the part of the prayer in which we ask. This part comes in two sections, asking for others and then asking for ourselves. And I tend to believe it's good to separate the two. When we get to supplication, the asking part of our prayers, it's healthy to make a point of putting the prayers of others first. It's only after having prayed for others that we turn to the final part of the prayer that is asking for things for ourselves. 
That's it. A-C-T-S. Adoration, confession, thanksgiving, supplication. It isn't a magical formula, but it is amazing what a little intentionality and structure can do to relieve our own anxiety around prayer and then allow the conversation with God to really flow. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe, leave a review, recommend it to a friend. If you'd like to offer a question for me to answer, you can get in touch with me through email or Twitter. Just remember that both are SkyPilot with three T's, S-K-Y-P-I-L-O-T-T-T. So my email address is skypilot, S-K-Y-P-I-L-O-T-T-T, at gmail.com. And Twitter is at skypilot, S-K-Y-P-I-L-O-T-T-T. Thanks for listening to SkyPilot FaithQuest. I invite you to send me a question or leave a review. And remember, the sign of a strong faith, solid religion, or healthy spiritual journey is not certainty, but that you keep asking questions.